page 136. We stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, imploring him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sins. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor miserable sinner, confess to you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserve your punishment, now and forever. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you, and in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Android. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. He will subdue the peoples under us and the nations under our feet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises, for God is the King of all the earth. Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on His holy throne. Glory be to the Father and to the Son. And to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord knows
never-failing providence orders all things, both in heaven and earth. We humbly implore you to put away from us all hurtful things and give to us those things that be profitable for us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. The Old Testament reading for the seventh Sunday after Trinity is from the second chapter of Genesis. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow, that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now now a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pishon. It is the one that skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good. Bedellium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It is the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. The name, <coughs> the name of the third river is Hedekel. It is the one which goes toward the east of Assyria. The fourth river is the Euphrates. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. This is the word of the Lord.
Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Make a freedom and worry the ends. And your faces burn up The epistle reading is from the sixth chapter of Romans. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members as slaves of uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have then in things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from sin, and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit in holiness, and the end, everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. We rise for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their own houses, they will faint on the way, for some of them have come from afar. Then his disciples answered him, How can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And they set them before the multitude. Then he also had a few fish, and having blessed them, he said to, to set them before the, them. So they ate and were filled, and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000, and he sent them away. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, 
and was crucified also crushed and crucified. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by Christ. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
sermon text is from Mark 8, verse 2. I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now today's epistle speaks of your former life of slavery. Slavery to uncleanness and lawlessness. You see, the devil reached out his hand to help you with your sin, and you were glad that he included you on his team. And so this world of sinners included you in their plans, and you played an active part. Your sinful nature began to think of sinful things to do, and you couldn't perform them fast enough. Though you were a slave to sin, I tell you, you you actually enjoyed it those who are in prison have an easy life. Their food is brought to them, ready to eat. Their clothes provided. They are told when to exercise and when to shower. Every day is a day off. It's slavery, but it's easy. However, whenever the prisoner has done his time and is set free, The everyday life which we live becomes very difficult. You must get a job and go to work. You have to pay your taxes and save for retirement. Not only do you fix your own food, but you have to go to the store and buy it. Your clothes need to be purchased and then regularly washed. You have to set your own hours of sleeping and waking in order to get to work on time and your daily chores accomplished. You need a place to live, and you have to keep that place up. You have a budget, your money, your time, plan ahead. Every day, it seems, is a day of work. So you have been set free, I said, free from sin. The Savior has led you out of the prison house of sin. Through the gospel message, the free forgiveness of Jesus, you are no longer bound to obey the devil, the world, your sinful nature. You say no to temptations. You live a new life, free from sin. But the more I speak about this new Christian life, which we have been given, the more I hear the cry, That's hard to do, Pastor. I've never done that before. How come other people don't have to do this? So what kind of difficult things am I asking of our congregation? Well, let's take a look. First of all, Jesus says in Matthew 6.33, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you as well. I expect regular church attendance on Sunday morning for divine service, as well as for Bible study for adults or Sunday school for children. I expect a daily meditation on God's Word, providing either the Lutheran Herald or our our family daily prayers. They will assist you. I expect parents to do their God-given vocation of not just providing room and board, but also of teaching their children the faith. And to assist parents with this teaching, 
Uh, we have opportunities during the week to attend catechesis on Wednesday nights. Two, 1 Peter 2.2 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow up thereby. Yes, I'm not just satisfied with outward attendance. I expect participation. Yes, in the divine service, coupled with learning. Jesus doesn't just desire that we make some outward sacrifice. He desires that there is fear, love, and trust that is in the heart. So I expect you to sit at Jesus' feet, learn his teaching, to grow in your Christian faith. The Christian faith involves not only learning the text and the stories of the Bible, but also the basic teachings as they are found in our small catechism. And with these basic teachings, written uh, teachings of the faith, written on our hearts, we can then begin to understand and practice those things. More than that, with that knowledge, along with the application of law and gospel, you'll be able to speak to others correctly distinguishing law and gospel and, and teach them the Christian faith. Three, Matthew 5, 43 to 45. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who persecute you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of the Father in heaven. I expect you to live a life of love, not hate. You're to turn the other cheek to those who slap you. You're to forgive your enemy, just as Christ has forgiven you. I expect you to honor your parents and other authorities by obeying the laws of the land. I expect you to give your time and money to help your neighbor keep his possessions. I expect you to help the poor and those who are in need. Is this new Christian life difficult? Well, yes, it is. Yes. It's hard to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. And the reason this life is so hard is because we've spent so many years under slavery to our sinful desires. We have coddled our sinful nature and simply satisfied our selfish cravings. Like the prisoner brought out of the dungeon, it's difficult to realize that you are free. But you have Jesus Christ and you have been given the Holy Spirit. In your baptism, you were united with Jesus Christ. In daily confession, we return to those baptismal waters and are born anew each day. In Lord's Supper, we receive the body of blood of Christ for the forgiveness of sins to strengthen us on our way. In private confession and absolution, you have individual help for your sins and scriptural advice to combat your selfishness and sinfulness. The Lord is there. You're free and he is helping. Now for those who point to the difficulties of this earthly life, the acquisition of food, the cleaning of clothes, the upkeep of house, the requirements of the workplace, the needs of family members, the care of children or aged parents, mowing the grass, even just the exercise of the body. Concerning those things, today's holy gospel has a promise. 
Jesus recognizes the difficulty of the Christian life. And yes, he even has compassion on the crowd concerning their physical needs. Even those who hear the word of God have a difficult time of it. They fall into sin and they have to eat the bread that comes from the sweat of their brow. But we have the promise of God concerning our daily bread. Look at the reaction of our Savior to those who are hearing the word of God. Pay very careful attention to our Savior's emotions when he sees the condition of those who have clung to the Savior now for three days. It says, I have compassion on the multitude. You see, our Lord loves his believers and he will not allow them to be harmed by this world. The creator made this present world and he can turn one loaf to as many as he desires. We know the Lord didn't come uh, to make a bakery, but he promises to take care of your bodily needs, to give you your daily bread. When believers are in need, we know that the Lord will direct all things to provide for them. With faith in Christ, we can commit into God's hand our body and soul. Our body and soul, because he takes care of the body as well. While we direct our attention to the faithfully receiving the word, we need not worry about the bodily life. No, we can be faithful in our vocation and use the gifts which he has given. And so Jesus does not send the crowd away. They have been strengthened by his words and now by the meal. And so they will not faint along the way. They have been provided in body and soul. They will make their way back through the desolate wasteland and they will finally come to their home. And there they will trust in his words and do as he says. They will put to death their passing sinful thoughts and cling to Jesus' words. It's not going to be easy, for some have come from far away, but they do not worry, for the Lord Most High is a great king over all the earth. And it is true for you as well, my baptized believers. The Lord Jesus is gathering you around the word, but the world is a desolate wasteland. It makes many and great claims that would exchange if you would only return to slavery. But you have the fruit that you have received, a fruit that has uh, the fruit of the cross, which has set you free. You had a guilty conscience, broken families, hatred, envy, a continual running after happiness that will never last. There was murder, there was death, tears, worry, and fears. But Jesus will take care of you in body and soul, and he has set you free. Confess your sins and leave them behind. Fear, love, and trust in God. He has accomplished your salvation. Receive the forgiveness through the hearing of the word and the receiving of the sacraments. He's providing for your bodily needs as well. Trust in his direction and thus obey your parents, other authorities, that it may go well with you. Do not harm your neighbor in his body, but instead, uh, that would hurt you and it would come back to hurt you. Take care of your neighbor. Do not commit adultery. That will only take away from your marital happiness. God knows what is best for you. Do not steal. If you need, God will find a way to get it to you. 
Do not speak falsely. God has never lied to you as his child, and you have been set free from lies and trickery. Do not desire what God does not give you, for that you do not need. Luther says it well in the large catechism where he says, For how could he allow us to suffer want in temporal things, while at the same time promising eternal and imperishable things? The God who takes care of our eternity can all take, also take care of our temporal uh, needs in this life. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Page Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Almighty God, everlasting Father, we give you thanks that through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, you sustain and satisfy the bodily needs of those who love you and are devoted to your Son's teaching. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord We ask that the church might truly see that the bread of our sinful world is a wilderness, unable to give or sustain life. And furthermore, that your church would cling to and be satisfied with Jesus Christ and his words as the bread of life, which comes down from heaven. Teach all pastors in Christ, including our Bishop James, our pastors Michael and Gary, to feed your people with the unadulterated word. Bless our early childhood learning center and our director Keeley. We bring before you uh, the enemies of the church, and we ask that you, uh, as they try to hinder the divine mission, that you would turn their hearts to yourself, that you might have mercy and compassion on them. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, O Lord, bless our land with honest industry, truthful education, and an honorable way of life. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance and from every evil course of action. Defend our liberties. Give those who have been entrusted with the authority of government, our President Joe, the Congress of the United States, our Governor J.B., state legislators, our Mayor Steve. Give them the spirit of wisdom that they, may, that they might bring justice and peace in our land. Give our police officers, especially Daniel and Alex, as well as our judges, the will, the will and ability to maintain law, order, and justice. When times are prosperous, let our hearts be thankful. And in troubled times, do not let our trust in you fail. Protect those who serve in the armed forces, especially Danny, Jason, and Blake, that they may be diligent and carry out their duties and be protected from harm and danger. 
O Lord God Almighty, who does behold all the nations of the earth, from your heavenly throne look down with pity upon those nations who are now at war. Hold your hand over women and children. Check the hatred and cruelty of mankind. Direct the councils of neighbor nations to overtures of peace and give peace in our time that we and all your children may serve you with a quiet mind. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Bless our shut in Carolyn as well as our elderly Violet and Tom. Provide for the needs of Kevin, Stan, Jack, Levi, Jennifer, Jim, Mary, Connie, also Victor, and Marcia. Let us pray to the Lord. O oh Lord, Heavenly Father, we here remember the sufferings and death of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, for our salvation. Praising his victorious resurrection from the dead, we draw strength from his ascension before you, where he ever stands for us as our own high priest. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us, for to you alone we give all glory, honor, and worship, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you Holy Lord Almighty Father everlasting God through Jesus Christ our Lord who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection Open to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Heaven and earth, 
We praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. We have thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. We implore you that on your that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.